Hey you guys, welcome back. So today's episode, we are switching things up a little bit and we are gonna be talking about money. I have a special guest, Kara Walker, who graduated from college debt-free and is now helping other students do the same with her podcast called Money and Mental Peace. So in this episode, we're really gonna be going over the importance of having financial freedom and she talks about how to do that, whether you're in college now or you're already graduated or maybe college is in the future for a child that you have. So I hope you guys are ready because Kara is going to talk about goal setting, budgeting, living debt free, and she wants to help you do the same. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hello, Kara. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a treat to like meet you face to face. Sometimes people, when they have guests on, they think we've known each other forever, but I just thought our podcast meshed with cool ideas. So everyone, this is a first for me too. Let's get going. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And this is definitely um, a kind of different topic. Um, you know, normally we're talking more about, you know, nu- nutrition and the physical health, and then we dive into mental health. But this talk with you is going to be so cool because we're talking about the financial aspect of health and the connection between money and mental peace. So before we jump into all of that, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. I'm Kara Walker. Um, I have a, a podcast called Money and Mental Peace. Now, my niche is um, helping Christian college girls to graduate from college debt-free, but it's also with their mental peace intact. And I think a lot of the stuff we've discussed and the mental health aspects I go on could be applicable to anyone, or I'm not sure who all your listeners are, but we could even discuss points on like paying off student loans, right? That's connected to college and how much you guys listening would probably be, have such a relief and even like a physical relief, right? If there wasn't something hanging over your head like that. So I finished college debt-free. That was my big goal. Um, And then I started telling people about it and trying to help them do the same. That is so cool. And I think, um, you know, graduating college debt-free is something that people probably wish they could do, but they don't think it's realistic. So how did, how did you, how did you do that? Sure. Thanks. Okay. So it started in high school. I was home. I've been homeschooled, public school, private school. I've just been like, I feel like I can write to light to a lot of people, but I was specifically homeschooled and um, doing a like financial peace class, which is Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And he talked about like how money isn't everything, but man, how it can help the kingdom of God and just your own life. And and it's it's not always more money, more problems. It's usually more money, more opportunities if you handle your money well. And that can do, be more opportunities for your health, mental peace, et cetera. So he talked about, he laid out how somebody could become a millionaire if they started something early. But usually there's a big hurdle of 
um, not doing debt, right? And usually there's college first. So what are ways to graduate debt free? Now he talks about some ideas, but um, I kind of had to figure it out on my own with my situation. So I became committed to not want to get any loans. And it wasn't like, oh, I hated people who had loans or something. It was more like, I just made it not an option, kind of like someone that's maybe getting married and they just don't even have divorce on the table, like you have to figure it out or something. That was what I was trying to do. So I did graduate debt-free with a combo of grants, scholarships, um, internships I was paid for, and also an internship I did with the National Park Service um, got me an education award, which is just a fancy word for a scholarship pretty much, and um, just some cash, right? But not only that, that's getting money, but also lowering expenses. So many people don't know you can test out of classes. If somebody already knows a certain level of math or history or writing or, or a business class or whatever, they can go take a test. One of the most common is called a CLEP test, C-L-E-P. It stands for College Level Examination Program. And um, you can pay a hundred bucks if you pass. It is three to six credits. I got half of my associate's degree in like $600 from this. And there are companies out there. One is called Modern States. Actually, not one. I think that's the only one I know of at this point that does reimbursements for this stuff. So somebody listening to this, you could send your kid to college for the first couple of years free following different pathways and stuff I talk about on my podcast. But um, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about, first off, like how much it was there was some stress for me in college to figure this out but how much peace that would come out from it so when i graduated debt free i feel awkward saying this because you don't always talk about money right but it's kind of part of this podcast situation i graduated with $10,000 in the bank in no debt because i had been saving money to pay for college and then i did other stuff so i had money i could start a business i didn't have to go find a different job or a bad job just to pay off debt I started investing um, in retirement like the month after I graduated college and it gave me such a mental boost. Like, can any of you out there, you're really trying to deal with your physical health and food freedom. I applaud you. And I'm going to have um, you on, we already talked, have you on my podcast to talk to my college girls. Right. But such like relief, it gives me opportunities. I can do different things because there is money piece that leads to mental peace that can lead to more time to work out or to pay for Miranda's coaching or whatever else she does. Hint, hint, hint. So that's my story. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. I, I love that. And I think something that a lot of people don't really realize is like when it comes to wellness, it's not just like your physical health. There's your mental health, yep. your financial health as well. Um, your relationships, your spiritual health. There's so many parts of the pie when it comes to mm-hmm. health and wellness. And we're just so quick to think that it's only exercise and nutrition. And it's so important to be well-rounded and educated in all these pieces, including, you know, financial on the financial aspect of it. So I love hearing your story and how you went into, um, how you went into college with this mindset of like, I'm going to graduate debt-free. So what can you do if let's say I'm assuming that, you know, um, in my case, most of my listeners have already graduated college. Um, you know, they're more 
mid 20 age. So for those who have already graduated college or have that debt, whether it's college debt or some other type of debt, how can they tackle it? So this is not something that is just stressing them out for years and years to come because college debt can be really stressful. Oh yeah. And then that can affect your physical health and whatever else. I want to first talk and say, I, then I, whoever's listening, I'm in the same boat Then I'm probably Miranda's avatar or some around that age. Um, and the first thing is I want you to dream, which a lot of people don't go through that. But what if by the time you're 30 or 35, um, you have no student loans, you know, maybe you have a fully funded emergency fund, you're saving for retirement, go listen to some, um, some of those financial independence podcasts and be inspired to be retired by age 40 or 50. Like, and if you have Miranda's health, you're going to live to be a hundred or more. Right. So, I mean, like, look at this life that can be laid out for you only working like half your life, like dream about some of this and get connected to other interested people. I do suggest Dave Ramsey's financial peace universities, the course, or listen to his podcast, but I will focus in on a few points of this. Um, after you've dreamed and hopefully connected with other people, I do want to challenge you guys to have a budget, which freaks people out. But just like we talk about, well, you talk about food freedom, have budget freedom. A budget is not um, <laughs> a jail. A budget is the fenced in yard that your kids play in so they don't run into the street and get hurt. Might be a little dramatic, but if you have a budget and something comes up in the middle of the month, you can change your budget. Like it's yours. It's not that you are having to be put, I don't know if that's the right grammar, be put into this budget uh, framework. It's that basically you are telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. So um, sometimes you can even get into the pattern of just keeping track for three months where you tend to spend money and then put some goals around it. And it doesn't have to be a freaked out thing. But that will make you feel empowered in seeing where stuff is going. And also a few random tips, cancel those subscriptions you never use, right? <laughs> but I would suggest anyone out there listening to first, as you budget, and if you're able to start saving little chunks, even if it's $5 a week or a month, you just start shaving stuff off the top. First off, save a $1,000 emergency fund because the piece of that cushion will carry you through the next step and that, oh, you know, if air conditioning breaks in the middle of summer and you live in a really hot place, you won't die. Not to be morbid, but I mean like, but these are emergencies. These aren't like you forgot to get a gift for your mom for Mother's Day. Like these are like, like transportation, housing, food emergencies, but what peace that gives you. And then budgeting out um, to start paying off your student loans a little more, a little bit more, and putting them in the order of the debt snowball is what Dave Ramsey suggests. List your uh, debts in order of smallest to largest. We're doing uh, mental peace, mental boost, psychology, whatever here. If you pay off the smallest one, you get that extra boost of confidence and you use that money that month that you would have paid for that small one, roll it over into the next uh, debt. Once you get that one paid off, you roll over to the bigger one. It's like a snowball. And that will give you the confidence to get this done. So let's summarize. It's budget freedom. You are in command of the budget. It's mostly just like 
being able to look back over your month when your friend asks what you did last Tuesday and being like, oh, I did this last Tuesday. It's not, <laughs> you can never see your friend for three and a half more months on the third Thursday of the seventh month because that's the only time you're free, right? So there's that. There's making sure you have an emergency fund so you don't freak out. And then just building up paying off those student loans and dream about it. Get excited about it. Can you imagine if you had the money you normally pay on your student loans to be able to put into Miranda's programs or uh, get some more clean organic foods so you're not sick? I don't know what you do. And how much that can boost your confidence in other areas, which also can help you sleep better which can help you feel better to work out. Like it's all totally interconnected. Anyways, those are my opinions after you graduate or after you, I'm so used to saying graduate debt-free after you are able to pay off your student loans. Um, he does suggest a fully funded emergency fund, which means you have three to six months expenses saved up. So if anyone loses their job, you'll be fine for several months while you find a new one. What peace that can bring. So those are my suggestions. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> uh, no, that was awesome. And I, I love the connection between like the money aspect and then like the health and fitness aspect, because it's true. A lot of the times we really have this all or nothing mindset and think like, oh, if we can't work out two hours a day, every day, I might as well not work out. Same with money. Like, oh, if I can't invest $500 a month into my emergency fund or toward my credit card bill or toward, you know, my student loans, and I might as well not do it at all. And we have to break free of that mindset because little things really do add up. And, and like you said, if it's just literally putting aside $5 a month or a paycheck into, let's say, an emergency fund, um, over time, it's going to start to add up. And I think a lot of it is just like getting into the habit of, mm -hmm. of doing that. And then you can increase over time. You know, if you, if you start with going on a five minute walk a day, it's easy to end up at, let's say an hour walk a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same with when you're investing or paying off bills and debt. So I love that you, that you talk about the connection because it is so true. It's all these little things really add up. And, and I really like that you said, um, like about the snowball effect too, because it's like celebrating those little wins. Once you are able to pay off one thing, it's like, you just feel more confident about it and you're able to move on to the next one. If you try to tackle the biggest one right away, really could be, could be over overwhelming, you know? <laughs> So much so. And if you don't mind me throwing out this topic too, if anyone listening has not been uh, educated on compound interest, go just Google like, I don't know, a video on it, like a simple video, because um, this can mean if you're paying for your student loans over decades, depending on how um, volatile or you know high interest they are, you could be paying double or maybe triple. I'm not sure. It depends on when you're listening of what you actually paid to go to college. So it's not like, oh, I could just pay for it now or pay for it later. If as you keep waiting, each payment compounds. So if you're only paying the minimum payment, it keeps getting longer and longer. That's why people think, well, I'll never pay this off because they've only been paying the minimum payment and it's being tacked on more months, another few years. Like <laughs> get freaked out by compound interest and also knowing it works the other way you get everything paid off, you have a, an emergency fund, you can start investing. And within, you know, 
10 years, I'm am kind of making this up now. So please go find a video on it. But you invest a hundred bucks a month for a few years in several decades, you could have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up. So um, just getting some mindset around that while you're out on your walk can get you just inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you talk about compound interest because it's so true. Your, your money should be working for you. You shouldn't just be mm-hmm. working for your money. And then backing up a little bit with you talking about the budget. Yeah. I think a lot of people can get scared about budgeting, but you know, just like when it comes to fitness and nutrition, like you're in charge of it. You're the one who can decide what goes where, how much, and things can change. Just like you said, you can change your budget around, mm-hmm. you know, just like I, I encourage people to have a food journal, like write down your budget, like write down to so you mm-hmm. notice patterns, you notice maybe things that you need to change. So um, what tips do you have for someone who maybe has never done a budget? Um, how can they start a budget? Um, maybe some things they should look for, some easy things that, um, that can help bring down cost of living, like you said, um, like random subscriptions. What are some other tips that you have? Yeah, sure. So um, starting with like very chill, no judgment observation. It could be for a few weeks a month. Sometimes people do it even up to three months, but don't do that to the point that you're procrastinating um, to observe where your money goes and look back over it and see if you like it. If you're surprised by certain things, a lot of it's very, um, uh, you know, relative. If you spend this much on this certain entertainment, cause it's, it's inspiring for you or you love it. Like, I guess think about it is the amount of joy, confidence, and just like purposeful life you're getting from what you're paying for worth the amount of money. And it might be, I'm not here to judge you that it is or isn't. Um, But something else, like I watch so many movies, read so many books and listen to so many like audiobooks and podcasts, whatever from my library, that's literally free. And I can um, just go online and request it. And they tell me when it's in a book or whatever versus buying it. Like there's random options like that. Getting rid of subscription stuff you never watch. Sometimes I only have like one streaming service at a time. And I just watch a whole bunch of what I like and then get rid of it after the month. Um, observing. And then also just find a quick, easy app. Like Dave Ramsey has the Every Dollar app. It's just on your phone. You can do some very, very simple guidelines like how much you think you generally spend in housing and gas and just other bills, entertainment, food, just a very general and give yourself more than you think you need. That provides less pressure, freedom, and it just shows you what options there are. As you go on and on, you can get more streamlined um, or you don't have to. It's your budget. I'm not coming to like check it out and give you a grade, but at least it can show you and give you confidence that what you're putting your money to is what is important and matters in your life. And again, that's piece that can bring you, help you sleep better at night and feel better about your body the next day. (laughs) Yeah. So just um, start by observing Start again by a quick, easy app, giving yourself more money per chunk in the month that you think you might need, and then just keep rinse and repeat, see what works. Yeah, I love that you say you need to see what works. And I think it all really starts with 
awareness. Like you might not realize that when you go out to eat, you're spending this much money. I know that's something that, you know, my husband and I um, kind of go over because when we do go out to eat, sometimes we're like, whoa, like that was kind of expensive. So a, a little goal instead of saying, oh no, we're not going to go out to eat because who wants to not go out to eat? That's fun. <laughs> um, you know, we'll be like, oh, we'll try to do no appetizers or maybe try to share an appetizer with whoever we came with, or maybe, you know, have a goal of no alcoholic drinks. Like we'll just drink water or um, if he wants a soda, something like that. Cause those little things where it's like, takes $20 off your meal, but mm-hmm. then $20 for every single meal that really adds up and it all starts oh, with yeah. awareness. So, so I love that. You know, you bring up just. Can I throw aware. out an idea about the restaurant yeah. and I yeah. interrupt you? Okay. Um, you're going to have to take this into account if this is in your food freedom budget or however it works. But <laughs> since I was a young kid, I've made lemonade at restaurants. They give you lemons, they give you water, they give you those sugar packets. I drink lemonade and water so much <laughs> in a restaurant. I never have to buy anything. So like, just keep that in mind. And you can totally buy a drink, like whatever drink that you want. I'm not telling you not to, but if you're concerned, if you like lemonade, there's that option. And if you're going to get a sugary drink, otherwise you might as well not pay for it. So (laughs) that's so funny. That, that reminds me of something um, I used to do in college that I'm embarrassed that I did this um, just because it is not good for the environment. This was before (laughs) I cared about the environment, but whenever I'd go to Starbucks, I would order like a grande coffee and then ask for no ice. And then I'd order, um, a venti cup with ice. So then I'd only pay for a grande and I'd pour my grande coffee into my venti ice. And, you know, you got essentially got a venti only paying for a grande, but that's so much extra plastic and waste. And I'm embarrassed about that. That's awesome though. But it saved me money because Starbucks had really raised its prices and it's really expensive now, but Hey, (laughs) do that and bring your own ice in a bottle or a, not a bottle, but like a container. And then you could still get a bigger drink. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Have my, buy one of those like reusable venti Starbucks cups Yeah, and yeah. bring ice. Yeah, exactly. See these, these little switches and changes all through tr- trial and error. Yeah. All right. So um, what are some practical ways that uh, my listeners can really steward their money well to encourage, you know, positive mental and physical health? Yeah. Um, I might repeat some things <laughs> because I think, oh, look, she's drinking a Starbucks cup. That's I know I, I, drink, one. <laughs> I drink my water in it all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, some top ones to steward the, your money. Well, um, it depends on what your mindset is of who's listening. So I'm a Christian and anyone out there who is listening with that, um, becoming aware of how much your money can be not only help others, but can be multiplied to help others. Don't just try to work. What is it? Don't work harder, work smarter or something like that. You want to get to the point that your money is not dragging you down, but your money is working for you and developing. So like, for an example, I still want to suggest that people dream. My dream is to become a millionaire and not that it's all about the money, but you know where I could travel if I did that and then how much money I could give to certain charities that I want to do. So um, stewarding your money well is dreaming. Um, It is budgeting. It is um, taking the steps to pray about it, partner with God, and to not feel bad that you are encouraged 
to pray about your financial life. You might feel bad or it's the side thing or whatever. No, it's like what's been given us to handle transactions and just like, let's just say this money isn't all encompassing the most important, but it's so helpful. So (laughs) I would say, see if you can eliminate a money mindset that's negative around money. How inspiring. I know these have been a bit more vague and you're asking ways to steward, but these are my vague mindset suggestions and then more uh, physical specific ones. How about this? There's the mindset suggestion. The more uh, specific is the um, budgeting one, which literally try to figure it out within like five minutes a day. Like, don't freak out about it. You don't have to sit down and do it all at once. I am literally like low pressure. I don't want to pressure people have mental peace around it. So mindset, budget, and then really get connected with some other people who are doing it because some of your friends might look at you crazy when you're like, I got to put it in my budget app and others might be super impressed. So I would say mindset is like dreaming and getting a good mind around what stewarding your money is and budgeting well, but low pressure. You're allowed to do budgeting low pressure. And then third, be inspired by listening to others on podcasts or Facebook group or just friends who are doing it. Yeah, I think it's so important to really educate ourselves because how are we supposed to be better in an area in our life if we aren't you know, consistently trying to learn more, whether it's, you know, listening to a podcast like your podcast, joining your Facebook group, um, listening to other like financial freedom podcasts as well. It doesn't have to take up our entire day, but five minutes a day can really add up. So where can our listeners um, connect with you and reach out with you and find you on social media? Sure. I'd love for you guys to look up the podcast, Money and Mental Peace. That's also my Instagram handle money and mental peace. And then the Facebook group um, is more keyword specific because that helps with people finding it. So that is entitled the Christian College Girl Community. And anybody can join, but that's my niche because Steph told me to niche in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we talk about lots of stuff and have fun memes there. So come join it all. Yep. And if you don't mind me saying, I have some cool opportunities coming up with like a course, great deals, but everything on the podcast is free, free for free. So food freedom, budget freedom, learning things, podcast freedom while you take a walk to work out, like we're here for you. Heck yeah. I'm going to put all your info in the show notes so people can reach out to you and follow you and learn from you. But Thank you so much, Kara, for coming on. I really think our listeners learned a lot. Thank you. All right, you guys, that is it for today. Make sure to go give Kara a follow and listen to her podcast as well. And a little reminder, if you are not part of my self-confidence and food freedom empowerment community, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go over, join the community. It's completely free. I put in freebies like recipes and workouts and we have monthly challenges as well so if you want to be surrounded by some other amazing women who are faith-based as well and who are on their own health and wellness journey just go to bit.ly so b-i-t dot l-y slash miranda lee f-b as in facebook it will also be linked in the show notes so go ahead and check it out there all right i will catch you guys in the next episode